Hi, I'm Dee. And I'm Sam with the Taggart Experience Podcast. Inspiring life's experiences. Hello and welcome to, what is this, day nine? Oh, baby, the Tiger Bucket List. Of the Tiger Bucket List. Another episode of our podcast. In South Africa, live, because we want to show you the experience as we are experiencing it. Why? Because that's what the Tiger Experience Podcast is about. Experiences. So what do we just do? So today we got to see one of the seven new wonders of the world, which is Tabletop Mountain. Tabletop Mountain, which I think is kind of skewed because he's like, we had all of our people vote. It was like an international vote based on what the new seven natural wonders just of the got world were. Everyone to vote. And the radio and everybody was posting saying, hey, you can vote as many times as you want. So there's no limit. So they were just going ham. But I would say it's up there. Like it's it was definitely up there. Definitely Panoramic up there. view of oh. mountains, land, sea, coastal line, beaches, and then like insane rock cliffs of just granite rock, which everything up there too is built out of the rock. Yeah, it was really cool. And we took these cable cars. It's been operating too since the 1930s. Oh, really? Yeah. One of the first cable cars was like smaller and now they can take these huge cable cars that fit upwards to 20 plus people in them. So what did we learn about this? Like what, what were the life lessons we took away from going on a cable car to the top of this 3,500 square feet, or 3,500 feet elevation, right from sea level basically, and seeing the vantage points and the panoramic views, what were some of the... Yeah, I think it's like really eye-opening. I think it gives you a lot of perspective of just like how vast the world is. Like you could see the horizon and it was still going. And it just like reminds you that like life is a journey and it's, it's like you might get to a certain destination but you're still gonna be going, you're still gonna be learning. And so that's kind of my big aha. I also had another aha because I sat on a rock and I was just in awesome wonder of this incredible planet that has been created for us to explore, to enjoy. And like, I think the main thing in life is that man is that they should have joy. Mm. And I think we forget, we get so caught up in like mundane things that we forget to just be still and enjoy the beauty around us and just be an awesome wonder. Like a child, like just excited to learn and participate in the world. I think we think we know it all, but uh, we really don't. We don't know anything. And so you get up there and you start to expand your mindset and you start to expand your thinking because you're outside of a normal environment and it just gives you incredible, incredible perspective. Yeah, about I, you? I think when you get to different vantage points, meet different people, read different information, see different life, uh, all of a sudden... Experience, experience different things. Yeah, experience different things. You expand your consciousness. You get out of that complacency. Like, you, I think you just kind of get stuck in the same thought process and the same environment, but when you step outside of that, it really starts to expand your consciousness. Well, even yesterday, we were driving, and we were seeing, like, these bougie neighborhoods along the coastal line. Incredible. Didn't even realize Nothing it. less than, what was it, a million Camps five Bay. and... Are yeah, but like, no, they were $30 million homes. 30, a million five to $30 million. Nothing less than a million. But it was like Laguna Beach in South Africa. And I was like, and I think of Africa as like this poverty place, but there were neighborhoods that were literally tin, tin huts that were just like nothing and garbage mm-hmm. all the way up to the $30 million homes. And you think of the diversity in, in the country's in mindset. And yeah, just like, anyway, there's like three points I want to make real quick. So one... They 
just to think, like my perception of South Africa or, you know, wealth and opportunity, these guys run businesses, they're doing things to grow and add value enough to live in a $20 million home on the Cape's drive, which I didn't even realize was the number one most scenic drive in the world. Unbelievable. So like you have the Amalfi Coast, you have like, you know, Montana and like Zion's drive, like, but number one. Yeah, we've checked some serious yeah. bucket lists. Scenic like drives. World scenic wonders, like drives. It's been And then you have people like building these million dollar homes on it and you're like, wait, we're in Africa. But then what's the thing is like, 30 years ago, I mean, just even like that house right there, like these are nice homes. Nice homes, homes yeah. Um, and, you know, we're driving through this like Beverly Hills neighborhood right now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I ran up the other day and I was like, dang, like that's like a fat Nicer home. Nicer than, yeah, um, what anyway. you would expect for sure. So I was like, well, they had the apartheid, which is, for those that don't know, basically reverse slavery where Europeans came in and captured everybody and enslaved them. And then there's the big segregation between blacks and whites. And they had, you know, different bathrooms. It was just like racism. And, you know, to think only 30 years ago is that ended. So that's like one generation. So to think like the mentalities, the environments, the networks, the opportunities, the already starting point with wealth could not be distributed to blacks. It was so suppressed. Yeah, like I was like, there's no way they just like all of a sudden. So I'm like, what's the percentage of whites What's the percentage of blacks that have wealth and how's that spread amongst everyone? And then you think of like the 80-20 rule, it's like 20% of this population probably has 80% of the wealth and then there's even the 4% of that that has probably another 80% of that. And then you're like... And it made me think a lot about just like generosity and what's it like to give back and how do you give back to help actually transform people and not just give and 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 have them be beggars but like actually give and make a difference for them to desire more for life i thought that was a cool moment seeing those ladies on the side of the road talk about that hustling these ladies i mean they're out there they've got their babies on their back they've got a piece of paper that has their number and their name on it and they're asking for work, any kind of work that they can get, just so, anything. You know, most of the time you see a beggar on the side of the road, they're asking just for asking money for with a sign, money. hey, give me free money. And that's what they do to make their living. But I'm like... You've got people asking for work. Yeah, handing here. out their, like, ghetto business card, being like, they're like I'll do anything. They've got, I need work instead of, I'm hungry, need money. They've got, I will work for you, yeah, anything like, you need. Yeah, give me a job. Yeah. Well, 35% of unemployment. Think about that. The United States freaks out when it's like six. Yeah. 35% unemployment. And these guys are amazing. Like the guy that was selling us art yesterday, they were hustling. They came right up to you. They were like ready on top of it. And then as soon as you agreed, they're rolling that thing up and shipping it off. So it's like you have this massive economy. You have amazing architectures, tourism. Yet you have 35%. Why? Because all of the immigrants from... Zimbabwe and things like that. They had a thousand percent inflation. Super influx of people coming down here for opportunity. Yeah, they're like, well, our money doesn't even go anywhere. They said that it was more easy to use the money and currency to wipe your ass than to go buy toilet paper. So toilet paper was more expensive than just using the bills as toilet paper Mm. in Zimbabwe because of the inflation. inflation, Thousand percent. And so... You run here, you're like, okay, we can't find any work. 
and they're saying that like teachers would get paid maybe every three months or every four months. So it's like you're doing your job in hopes to get paid by the in government hopes, yeah. three months later, and there's no guarantee to that. So then you what? Come to South Af Africa, and you're right, like, you okay, let's go. Let's go. Majority of people too um, are uneducated. They don't get the proper education that they need, and it, and it wasn't. Most kids can't read until after fourth grade. Crazy. And okay, here's another weird part. So let's just talk perception. So they forced in the apartheid. They wanted all the education to be in Afrikaans, which is the a language. They have eleven other national languages and Afrikan is kind of a mix of kind of European, European German yeah. French mix but they all speak English all the signs the TV the everything's in English yet right. they all speak a different language they all speak probably three or four languages mm -hmm. but English seems to be predominant but it's like nobody they boasts have to about learn English. English yeah yeah so imagine wow. like you were born into a tribe and you learn that language, plus English, plus all the other tribal languages. And you gotta read in all of them and write in all of them. Yeah. It's hard. Like Yeah, they, we're like bugged that we have to take Spanish for like yeah, you a guys, year. <laughs> it's, I think coming to this like place opens up, not only like the eye of opportunity, abundance, expansion, like expansive world around you, but it opens you up to just like a very humbling moment of gratitude to just be like, wow, it is crazy that like we're in US and it's like English is the number one language spoken in, in most of the world and we already know it. So that's like a, a gift in itself, but also just like the opportunity and like that we didn't have to struggle with, you know, certain segregations and and I just, my heart goes out to the people that have, and I can see how there's a heavy emotional like tie with that. And and uh, it makes me really grateful, but it also is super humbling. And, and my heart really just like goes out to those people that had to struggle with that, generations yeah. of that. It feels really unfair. Well, I think the other byproduct of that is the internal and emotional pass on. So like mm -hmm. the energetic, you know, if your grandma and parent was a slave, they pass on trauma, they pass on energy to you through birth. And it's something we'll never ever be able to understand. And so really it's just being able to have a level of like empathy, empathy and, and just, I mean, love and support and gratitude despite not having that understanding. It's so fun, like last time we went to dinner and next to us was this extremely loud group, group of, of individuals and they were just speaking in their African language or whatever I've been in it was it was interesting just to see the joy though you're like okay quiet down but it was great like laughter the great laughter. connection great conversation they were obviously on top of the world and just to see that excitement and that culture and yeah. that yeah it was they're just was naturally cool. happy people naturally. naturally happy people all right well, we have made it to our nice hotel. We're staying yes. at this, the Nilsson, Mount Nilsson. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our live experiential podcast. Peace. Hi, I'm Dee. And I'm Sam with the Taggart Experience Podcast. Inspiring life's experiences.